0: Hey, y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform.
1: Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about Season 9, Episode 15, called Thin Man.
0: Is it hashtag Thin Man? Or like oh, the, it, I don't know. Because it has a little hashtag, well, the pound sign for all of the Yeah, yeah. That Knew what it was before it was
1: a hashtag. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't remember. Well, that's what
0: I wrote uh, it down as, but I don't know if that's. But like, are you supposed to say that? Well, yeah, you are. Like,
1: well, let me look at IMDb because that's where I get all. I mean, my that's info. what I'm on right now. Is oh, it? and it says, yeah, it does say hashtag thin man. I don't remember it saying that. I
0: don't remember hashtags on the being a screen. thing back in 2014.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So possibly hashtag thin man. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I just
0: thought. <laughs> I don't that, know. Because I remember when I was writing this down, I was like is this supposed to be a hashtag I like, feel like
1: I would remember if it did that on Netflix when I just watched it it did yeah okay that's well, what I wrote all it down right on, well or
0: from I guess I should okay say. well
1: and that must be real life because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember yeah. that but I believe you yeah. <laughs> okay all right hashtag thin man uh so we start out with an outside shot through a window of a teenage girl taking selfies with her phone uh, the screen says we're in Springdale, Washington. Hey, hey. we we Also, where's Springdale here? I don't know. I've okay. never heard of Springdale. Me But <laughs> I'm going mean, to look it up and see if it exists. Do it. Okay. Um, the girl hears a door shut downstairs, and she goes over to her bedroom door. She shouts out the door, Mom? Mom, are you home? She gets no answer, so she goes back inside her room and shuts and locks the door. Like, I, I mean...
0: Okay, sorry. What? What? <laughs> Springdale is in Stevens County, which I'm not sure where that is. Um, the population was 285 in the 2010 census. So I mean, like, it's a small town. Very small town. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's okay. okay. I am
0: looking up to see where, like, what it's kind of ish near. It's for. Let's hold on. Ah. Come.
1: <clears throat> so. <clears throat> Where um, the heck
0: is any of this?
1: Wow. Well, oh, you okay.
0: So it's like northwest by probably like an hour, maybe from Spokane.
1: So it's like oh, okay, eastern, so it's, eastern, it's eastern Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So what I was gonna uh, voice concern over is the fact that she hears something downstairs, gets no response, when she's like, "Mom, is that you?" And mm-hmm. so she just like locks her bedroom door, and then. That's it. Goes
0: back to taking selfies. Yeah, you know, like, like,
1: like, if you think there's someone in your house, you should probably... Do something about it. Figure that you know, shit out, you, or, like, yeah. get out of your house, or, yeah. like... Something. Anything. anything. Yeah, Literally okay. anything. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, uh, so she locks her door. She starts taking selfies again. She pauses and scrolls through them on her phone, but stops on, on a picture suddenly, when uh, in the picture, there is uh, a faceless figure in the background. She freaks out, and she, tot- she totally, she, no, she slowly <laughs> turns around, and she sees, um, just as she sees the figure behind her, the lights go out. So she gasps, and runs for the closet, and shuts herself in. She dials 911 on her phone. The operator says, 911, what's your emergency? The girl says, there's someone in my room. The operator says, what's your location? But the girl is too freaked out to answer, which I completely understand. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. The operator says, can you give us a location, ma'am? Are you still there? Ma'am, please do not hang up. I've begun tracing your call, but I need you to stay on the line for me. And then we get an outside shot of the closed closet. And we hear the girl gasp and then scream. And the closet door shake. And then slowly blood begins to trickle out of the door slats. Bugs. We hear the operator from the phone say, stay on the line. We'll send out an officer. And then we get an opening title sequence. So um, that girl did not make it. No, she did not. No. <laughs> okay, so we cut to the main library of the bunker. Sam is sitting at one of the tables doing some research. Dean comes into the room with a duffel bag over his shoulder. He says, all right, I'll be back. Sam says, wait, where are you headed? Dean says, Washington, I got a case. Sam says, you want me to come with? Dean says, Do you want to come?
0: Like, mm, seems to me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sam says, on a hunt? Why wouldn't I? Dean says, I don't know, man, because lately with you... You've been a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. He says, up is down, down is sideways, you know? I don't don't know what you want. Sam kind of glares at him, and Dean walks over to his table. Dean says, okay, you went in? Fine. Sure thing. And he pulls the paper out of his jacket and slides it over to Sam. He says, the photo leaked from the crime scene. Girl was murdered in her room. Doors were locked. Windows were locked. Sam looks at the selfie the girl took with a figure in the background and says, who's the wallflower? Dean says, exactly. But uh, best guess, ghost caught on film. So, you coming? Sam gathers up his laptop and says, does it look like I'm staying? Again, little bitchy there.
0: Little bitchy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Like, so, come on, dude. I know. Right. <laughs> they so cut to inside the girl's house. Uh, the boys are talking to her mom. There is a large blood stain on the carpet. Mrs. Miles, the mom, just stares at it while she talks. She says, I scrubbed for hours. I'll have to rip up the carpet. My daughter, Casey, she picked out the color herself. Sam says, we're very sorry for your loss, Mrs. Miles. You mentioned Casey had no known enemies. What about at home? Anything unusual you may have noticed? Uh, electricity acting up, or lights flickering, TV on the fritz? Mrs. Miles says, no, no fritzing, no cold spots either. Dean says, sorry, out of curiosity, uh, what? (laughs) why do you mention cold spots? Mrs. Miles says, I'm sorry, that must sound strange, but it's been three days since, and the police have found nothing, and I'd have to sell my house to afford a private investigator, so when the supernaturalist called... (laughs) Dean says, whoa, uh, sorry, um, the supernaturalist? Mrs. Miles says, I know to the FBI it's not exactly orthodox, but these men had answers that no one else had, and I owe it to Casey to listen. Sam says, now they, they brought up cold spots in relation to, and Mrs. Miles says, signs of the paranormal, I suppose. They're coming by today to take a look. Dean says, and did these supernaturalists give you a name? And then we cut to a Mm -hmm. shot of a large white van outside a diner, and on the side of the van, the name Ghost Facers written across it in large letters. We hear the theme to the Ghost Facers song play, which I don't remember except, Ghost Ghost Facers! Yeah. Which I (laughs) just, I love, I love everything (coughs) about the Ghost Facers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Winchesters walk up to the van. Dean is extremely annoyed. Mm -hmm. He says, son of a bitch. I hate these guys. I <laughs> so I cut to inside the diner. Ed more and Harry Spangler sit at a booth. They are internetting on their phones. Mm-hmm. Ed says, oh, wow, look, we got two more followers. Harry is totally paying more attention to whatever is on his own phone. He says, hmm. Ed says, yeah, Harry, I think it's from that library interview we did. Harry says, nice. Ed says, hey, pal. Harry says, hmm. Ed says, what did Dana post? Harry turns his phone around to show Ed a picture of a girl. He says, no, it's just she, she changed her profile pic, and it's cropped, but you can clearly see a guy's arm around her, and she's smiling like the Dickens. <laughs> Ed says, yeah, uh, it could be a platonic arm that's touching her. <laughs> and just at that moment, Sam and Deed slide into the booth with them. Uh, their faces are super annoyed, and the ghost facers are as well. Everyone is not happy to see everyone else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're quite peeved, actually.
1: Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Harry very sarcastically says, Ah, the Winchesters, yay. Mm-hmm. Ed says, Says nobody. Harry says, Ever. <sighs> Dude says, All right, shut up and listen. This is how it's going to go. You two clowns are going to get into that mystery machine outside, and you're going to leave town, or I'm going to put holes in your knees. <laughs> Very to the point.
0: I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. he's sick and tired of dealing with them, so right. like, I get it. You know, yeah. but it's just kind of like, bro.
1: <laughs> so Ed and Harry roll their eyes, and the waiter walks up. And the waiter says, can I get you guys anything? Something uh, Dean says, uh, we're ready for the bill. Uh, the diner boss, named Trey, calls over to the waiter. Hey, there's still crud on this plate. Now hit the sinks and do it right. The waiter says, sorry, Trey. Uh, Harry says to Sam and Dean, uh, first of all, you guys don't scare us. Ed (laughs) says, not at all. Harry lifts up his shirt to reveal a gun in his waistband, which, not a good place to keep it, but...
0: I know, like, you're... (laughs) Gonna shoot something important if you're yeah, not careful. You, you know? are like also at the very least you're gonna pinch your skin. You know?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harry says, "Say hola to my little pistola." <laughs> Dean says, "Am I supposed to be impressed with that treasure trail or the lady gun you're hiding in your uh, pants there?" Harry says, "Uh, both." Look, I'm like dead. <laughs> <laughs> whether you like it or not, we are handling the situation. Ed says, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Dean says, "Really?" Ed says, "Mm-hmm." Dean says, because I see a couple of fame whores who are pointing their camera at a mom who just lost her kid. Ed says, guys, we are investigators and we have every right. Dean says, no, no, you don't. You know why? Because you're just going to get in our way.
0: (laughs) Sam says,
1: or you're going to get someone else killed. Dean says, that's right. So you can either walk out of here or crawl up to you. He's
0: like, I've had
1: enough. You know. I've <laughs> had enough
0: to hear with you guys. <laughs> Harry
1: says, Oh my god, Minuto. Will you guys relax? We know what we're doing. Ed says, Yep. Dean says, Really? What about the rest of the bad news bears, huh? Where's the uh, where's the fat one? And the and the girl. There was a girl, right? Sam nods. Ed says, they uh, we dropped them. They were they were dead weight. <laughs> Harry says, Well, they're still alive. Ed says, they're, no, they're totally alive. (laughs) Dean says, "Uh, "Uh, uh, (laughs) we did not kill them. That's not what I mean. (laughs) Dean says, I see. So it's just the uh, dumpy duo then. Well, that's great. So here's the deal a ghost will land you two dead in five seconds flat. Harry chuckles mockingly and says, A ghost? Oh, they think it's a ghost. It's so not a ghost. (laughs) Ed says, No. Sam says, okay, we'll bite. What do you guys think it is? Harry says, can I, can I do it this time? Ed says, you got it. Harry says, okay, I've waited all my life for this. <laughs> Amazon me, bitches. <laughs> like, De- what? You know, like- <laughs> Dean says, I will shoot you, bitches. <laughs> Sam says, like we were saying, you were just going, right? Great. Dean says, good talk. And then the boys get up and leave. Harry says, 50 shades of way too much protein. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we cut back to the boys' motel. Sam is reading off the laptop while Dean takes off his suit jacket. Sam says, uh, Dean? Dean says, yeah. Sam says, Ed and Harry wrote a book. Dean says, what? Sam says, yeah, uh, The Skinny on Thin Man by America's Foremost Supernaturalist. Dean says, what the hell's a thin man? <laughs> Sam says, I don't know, um," and then he pulls up a black and white picture of a runner with the same figure from Casey's selfie in the background. Sam says, whoa, check that out, though. That does kind of look like whatever was behind Casey Miles, right? Dean says, or Garth, if someone shaved his face off. (laughs) (laughs) Big whoop. I mean... (laughs) It's not very kind. It's not kind,
0: but it's fair.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sam says, here we go. Uh, Thin Man, an urban legend started on the World Wide Web, lurks in the background of his victims' lives until he's ready to kill them. Dean says, yeah, because everything started on the internet is true. Like, uh, the shark attacking a helicopter. They write a book on that one too? Sam says, dude, real or not, thousands of people have posted to the site. It's like, Thin Man is a new Bigfoot or something. Dean says, or Thin Man is just a ghost with a brand name. Sam says, you're saying that because you really think it's a ghost or because you don't like the ghost facers? Dean says, hey, don't forget, we hit EMF in Casey's room. Sam says, right, but the house is next door to power lines, which can affect the read. Dean says, a girl died in a locked room, Sam. Spells ghost right there. Sam says, maybe it got in there before it was locked up. Who knows, Dean? But how can people all over the world see the same ghost? Spirits don't exactly hop around. Dean says, I know that. But right now, the veil is all kinds of screwed, okay? Ghosts could be popping up anywhere. Sam says, yeah, but Dean, Thin Man sightings... Nothing's sighting... right anymore! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thin Man sightings date back a couple of years. The veil's only been a problem for what? The last six months? Dean pulls a laptop out of his bag and sits at the other table. He says, well, you know, people still see Elvis all over the damn place. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is those douche wheels ain't experts on crap. Sam says, what are you doing? Dean says, I'm checking the local deaths to see if there's any candidates for ghosts. Sam sighs. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Ed backing up from the ghost facers camera and talking in a dramatic voice. Uh, they're in Casey's house in her bedroom. Ed says, the closet, the setting of the sunset of Casey's life. He pauses when he realizes that Harry is looking at something on his laptop. Ed says, Harry? Harry says, yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah. Ed says, come on, man. Would you please stop Facebook stalking your ex-girlfriend? Harry says, I was right. Ed says, huh? Harry says, she changed her relationship status to, it's complicated. What does that even mean? (laughs) 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 Well... It
0: means that you don't know and it's complicated. <laughs> it means
1: someone needs to read. She's just not that into you. Okay. Uh, Ed says, who cares? You broke up with her. Everything about that girl is complicated. Okay, I mean, she gets the cream puffs. She tells you to take out the filling. They're just puffs. <laughs> Harry says, yeah, that was some pretty messed up stuff. Ed says, mm-hmm. How could
0: you not like the cream puff?
1: <laughs> Harry says, uh, okay, I, I'm sorry, man. Mm, okay, I'm good. Ed says, okay. Harry says, back on game. Yeah, we're so close to finding Thin Man, Ed. Ed says, "Mm mm-hmm. Harry says, I can smell him. I can smell his musk. (laughs) Ed says, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm. I know. (laughs) Harry says, closer than ever. Ed says, this is really serious, Harry. Harry says, yeah. Ed says, I mean, the Winchesters are here. And, you know, I don't want my knees blown off by Sam and Dean. (laughs) Have you ever thought that we might just, you know, Bail on this one? Harry says, what? What the, what the hell is wrong with you? We can't let those jockstraps steal our glory. <laughs> no one cares what they think. They don't even have a Twitter. <laughs> We're going to find Thin Man, Ed, for our families, for Dana. <laughs> Ed says, oh, so it's about your ex eating her words. Harry says, it's about making all the haters eat their words. <laughs> Maggie and Spruce, the just deserters. They want to lead a normal life. I mean, what is that? Ed says, screw them. He's losing it. (laughs) Harry says, screw them. Ed says, right? Harry says, when we find Thin Man, are they going to be... Wait. I don't think I read this right. Okay. Harry says, when we find Thin Man, are they going to be on Dr. Phil? Ed says, no. Harry says, we're going to be on Dr. Phil. Ed says, hell yeah. Press record, buddy. Harry says, you got it. So Ed steps back into the closet and Harry goes to start the camera. Harry says, wait for it. Ed says, you ready? Harry says, yep. So Ed steps out of the closet and says, the bedroom of a teenage girl is meant for two things, giggles and joy. (laughs) Until one night. And angst. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's very true. Until one night, then man turned the giggles into blood. Harry says, oh, you are so money right now. Ed says, you like that? Harry says, this is good stuff. And it's gonna pay off in ladies, Ed. Lots of ladies. <laughs> we're gonna need we're gonna need snorkels, cause we're gonna be swimming around and so much <laughs> And just at that moment, <laughs> Mrs. Miles enters the room with a tray of lemonade.
0: I'm just like, okay, well, assholes.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Harry stops talking, thank God. Mrs. Miles says, Thought you boys might be a little thirsty. Harry says, please, that sounds delicious. <laughs> So we cut back to the motel. Dean looks up from his laptop to Sam, who's sitting across the table from him. Dean says, "Okay, all right. Over the past six months, there have been three unnatural deaths in Springdale. None of them connected to Casey Miles, and none of them violent." Sam says, "Okay, that's not exactly a recipe for eventual spirit. There have been a bunch of unexplained deaths pinned on Thin Man. Uh, a Vic dies, and then a couple weeks later, a photo pops up of the Vic with a Thin Man photo bombing." Dean says, so, thin man's stalking, folks. Sam says, according to the lore. Dean says, according to the idiots, how come none of these Vicks pinged our radar? (laughs) So bitter. I know, it. (laughs) Sam says, I'm pretty sure the mysterious deaths can be chalked up to non-supernatural causes. That, and honestly, most of these photos look pretty fake. Dean says, even Casey's? Sam says, except Casey's. Katie's, Katie's, Casey's photo wasn't doctored. (laughs) Whatever was behind her was really there. Dean says, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, how could something be both real and fake at the same time? Sam says, well, a girl is dead, and that's about as real as it gets. Dean says, all right, so the last thing she did was took a photo on her phone. How did that photo end up online? Sam says, no clue. It was originally posted to a Thin Man fan forum, but the IP address was blocked. Dean says, whoa, 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 wait. This thing has fans? Of course it does. Okay, well, then somebody wanted this photo on the internet, and I'm guessing that the ghost didn't hop online to post it. Okay, I need a drink of this soda or my throat's going to die. No, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> I can't do it. <clears throat> okay, sorry, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I? Okay, we cut to the police station. Sam and Dean stand at the front counter as a sheriff deputy brings over a case spell box and sets it on the counter. Dean says, is the uh, sheriff around? There's a couple questions we like to ask him. Deputy Norwood says, uh, sorry to disappoint. Sheriff's on a hunting trip. But uh, We've heard that line before. I know, before. that made me go like, ooh. Okay. Uh, he says, but I appreciate you agents being here. I could use all the help I can get. Sam picks up Casey's phone in, a, in, an <laughs> in an evidence bag and says, wait a second. Was this cracked when you found it? Deputy Norwood says, "Yeah, man, maybe she dropped it." Nine one one call went dead at eleven fifty nine. Dean says, "Wait, what time was the photo posted?" Sam says, "Around two a.m." Dean says, "But the coroner has the death at midnight. How could she have posted the photo from her phone? That, that's impossible." Deputy Norwood says, "Or supernatural." Dean says, "Not you too." Dean says, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> no. Dean says, what? <laughs> Sam says, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> Deputy Norwood says, a couple of fellows came by uh, asking questions about the girl's death, suggested they might be able to help. They uh, gave me a book they wrote about, uh," Dean says, thin man. Mm -hmm. Deputy Norwood says, yeah, just, uh," but Dean turns around and walks away. He's like, (laughs) I can't right now. (laughs) Deputy Norwood points after Dean and says, not a fan. Mm -hmm. So we cut to Trey, who was the diner waiter. No, he wasn't the waiter. He was the owner, right? Who was, like, yelling at the waiter. I think so. Yeah. Trey's, like, the manager or whatever. Yeah. Uh, So he's finishing up work at the diner after it's closed. He's working at the counter when he hears a knock or some sound-ishness like (laughs) that. something (laughs) happening. He hears a sound. He goes to the window to investigate but doesn't see anyone. He goes back to the counter and opens up the security link on his computer. He scans a couple of camera feeds but sees nothing. He then gets to a shot of the parking lot and there is a brief flash of a head walking by. Then Trey flips to the security shot of himself at the counter and he can see the thin man standing behind him.
0: No thanks! No,
1: no. He turns around and the thin man slashes out and cuts his throat.
0: He died. He
1: totally died. Okay, so we cut to the next morning with the boys arriving at the diner, which is now a crime scene. The Ghost Facers are also there uh, doing a recording of Trey's dead body. Um... Uh, it's not Trey. Yeah, it is Trey. I'm sorry. I get confused about the waiter and the Trey. Okay.
0: <laughs> the waiter tray, and the Trey. <laughs> tray. Yeah, I know.
1: Trey is the owner and he is dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Waiter does not have a name. Okay. Deputy Norwood says to Sam and Dean, agents, thanks for coming. Dean nods towards the ghost facers and says, what are those two crapshoots doing here? <laughs> deputy norwood says i figured it wouldn't hurt to go a little medium you know uh two counties over folks were coming the place for a poor little dead boy back in august the cops let this a psychic do her thing shish bang boom found a body a day later dean says uh-huh excuse me <laughs> sam says
0: excuse me while i throw up <laughs> yep.
1: sam says is there any uh security cam footage Deputy Norris says, uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, but we, as viewers, follow Dean, who walks over to the Ghostfacers and slaps Harry's butt. <laughs> Dean says, hey! and says, ah! <laughs> Harry says, ah! <laughs> Dean says, I thought I told you to beat it. Harry says, oh, well, what are you going to do? You going to out me? Agent? Dean says, okay, look, playing paparazzi at a crime scene, who does that help but yourselves? Harry says, the bloggers, Dean. The believers. Mm -hmm. Everyone who needs just a little proof to know that Thin Man is out there. Dean says, wait, so you're saying there's a lot of folks online that are pretty diehard about this thing? Harry says, oh, yeah. Ed says, oh, yeah. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Dean says, you You betcha. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Dean Mm -hmm. says, you throw the right Tibetan symbol into the mix. You dumbasses ever think the Thin Man comes to life as a tulpa? Ed says, because thousands of people can agree that Thin Man is any one thing, the lore changes blog to blog. He's not a tulpa. Dean says, okay, all right, all right, right here, right now, cut the crap. Do either of you actually know what Thin Man is? Ed very sarcastically says, no, we just play Supernaturalist on TV.
0: <laughs>
1: Harry says, we have no idea what we're doing. Of course we do. Ed says, Thin Man is part man, part tree. Harry <laughs> <laughs> says, some people believe that he emerged from the nightmare of an autistic boy.
0: <laughs> it's like, what? You know, like, <laughs> Dude, how, you, how did you come across that's, that? You yeah, know? <laughs> that's
1: ridiculous. Dean rolls his eyes and says, Alright, so you have no idea. Deputy Norwood says, Fellas, you want to see this? So Dean, Ed, and Harry walk over to where Sam has been viewing security tapes with the deputy. Sam says, Alright, check it out. And he replays the security footage showing the thin man stabbing Tray. Ed says, Whoa. Harry says, <laughs> Whoa. Dean says, all right, so how did he jump from the parking lot to the diner? The doors were locked. Deputy Norwood says, the footage shows Trey locked them 10 minutes before. Harry says, locked, not locked, it doesn't matter. Everyone knows Thin Man can teleport.
0: (laughs) Of course, just,
1: why wouldn't you know (laughs) that? (laughs) Ed says, I didn't even get a blip on my EMF. Dean says, so, maybe it's not a ghost. Deputy Norwood says, you feds believers now? Ed says, okay, uh, we're going to go. Uh, good work, deputy, agent. Let's go. Let's go, man. <laughs> so Ed and Harry leave in a rush. Dean motions to the tapes and says, see it again. So he cut to Ed driving the Ghostfacer's van down the road. Harry's in the passenger seat. Harry says, holy wow. Someone posted the diner footage of Thin Man in the comments section of our blog. <laughs> Ed says, who? Harry says, who cares? Maintain current velocity.
0: Go, go, go!
1: (laughs) Harry jumps into the back of the van, and we can hear him shuffling about. Ed says, hey, why are you putting on your ninja outfit? Harry says, I'm not going to wait for someone else to die. I'm going to find Thin Man tonight. Mm -hmm. Ed says, where? Harry says, the woods, obvi. Mm -hmm. Ed says, uh, that's kind of general. Harry says, well, the lore says that Thin Man hangs out by trees, and the woods is where trees hang out. (laughs) Two kills in town. Local woods is the best bet. Ed says, two people are dead. Really dead. And I just keep thinking that. Like, doornail. You know, (laughs) yeah. Maybe Sam and Dean should just take over. Harry appears from the back of the van and says, first of all, hell no. And (laughs) quit raining on my rainbow. Ed says, rainbows can't happen without rain. Harry says, don't try to use science with me. This is about a feeling.
0: You asshole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we can't quit when we're so close to finding Thin Man and finally making up for everything we've lost because of what we do. Ed says, okay, it wouldn't be the worst idea, though, you know, if we leave it to the professionals. The Harry people
0: put- that actually know what they're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Harry puts on his night vision goggles and says, we are the professionals, Ed. Ed says, so, The woods. Harry says, any woods, Ed. Any woods.
0: He's like, I don't care. Drop me off in the middle of nowhere. Let's go. Yeah.
1: So I cut to Sam and Dean in their motel room, eating dinner and discussing the case. Sam says, okay, just grasping at straws here, but when I think teleport, I think crossroads demon. Dean says, hmm, demons that like to stab and watch YouTube. Why not? <laughs> Sam says oh by the way speaking of which the video of uh, Trey getting knifed is already online it has like 2000 views it's like somebody wants people to see Thin Man in action Dean says it's cause people will watch cause people are sick Sam says and when did viral go from that baby chimp falling out of a tree to killer candid camera <laughs> <laughs> Dean suddenly smiles and says you know what video would have gone viral if we still had it When you were five, and you got dressed up as Batman, and you jumped off the shed because you thought you could fly, (laughs) Sam grins and says, after you jumped first, Dean says, hey, I was nine, and I was dressed up like Superman, okay? (laughs) Everybody knows that Batman can't fly. Sam chuckles and says, well, I didn't know that. I broke my arm. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Dean laughs and says, I know you did, man. I drove you to the ER on my handlebars. (laughs) (laughs) Good times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sam suddenly looks very serious and says, yeah, they were. Uh, just then, there's a knock on the door. Dean gets up to answer it, but before he can reach the door, Ed comes barging in. Dean says, come on in. Ed says, I gotta tell you guys something important, and then the case is yours. So he cut to Harry in the woods. He's filming and doing some commentary. He says, Harry here, solo ghost facer, investigating a possible Thin Man Habitat. In the woods. All alone, deep in the woods, a man could lose his marbles being so close to the blade of doom.
0: Into the thick of it! <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like that
1: stupid TikTok. Yep. We're,
0: tra- so, uh, we're <laughs> tramping through the bush on and on and on. <laughs> or something like that. Uh-huh. I don't totally remember, but yeah, anyways.
1: <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Harry says, a man could lose his marbles being so close to the Blade of Doom. Lucky for us, I'm really good at marbles. <laughs> so he cuts you Ed sitting on the bed in the motel trying to explain his story to Sam and Dean and says, all right, either you bleed ghost, fla- okay. ghost flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Either you bleed ghost facers red or you don't. If Spruce wanted to start a startup and Maggie's heart was in the roller derby, derby. <laughs> 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 who am I to stop them? But Harry, I, I couldn't let him give in to his girl. I mean, she called the Ghostfacers stupid. Stupid! Can you, can you believe that? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't care how much money her daddy's hedge fund has. I just couldn't watch Harry become a corporate stooge. Dean says, okay, this all sounds like sad times at Bitchmont High. What does this have to do with the case? Ed says, Harry was going to leave, so I needed to give him a reason to stay. I I made up Thin Man. Sam and Dean stare at Ed, totally shocked. We cut two Harry in the woods. He says, Thin Man stalks his victims, but the tables have turned, my friends. The stalker <laughs> is now the stalkee. Uh, Then the camera shows Thin Man standing behind a tree watching Harry.
0: Oops!
1: (laughs) Uh, I know. So, cut back to the motel. Dean says, so you're saying that this crap is actually crap. And says, one old photo of a butler, a lot of Photoshop later, and I posted on one of those horror forums under anonymous, and it blew up. Yeah. I only faked one case for us, and then we're packing up to go home when somebody posted a sighting of Thin Man. So, we went after it. And that's how the Thin Man became a crowdsourced legend. Look, we were at the front of it. It felt like something. It was so awesome to have a following. And Harry, he was just so into it. Sam says, Ed, you have to tell him. Ed says, you don't get it. We were the Thin Man guys. Without the Thin Man, we're just guys. (laughs) We're just puffs. Dean says, what? Sam says, what? Ed says, if I tell Harry, he's going to leave the Ghost Facers. Sam says, listen, if you don't tell him he's gonna leave anyway. trust me here secrets ruin relationships Dean shoots Dean. A, <laughs> Dean, <laughs> yeah, Dean shoots an uncomfortable glance at Sam Ed says, okay well I'll just tell him when the time is right Dean says time's right now chief Ed says well he's he's not here he's uh, he's out in the woods uh, searching for a thin man. <laughs> Sam says, okay, because Thin Man, or whatever the hell this thing is, has killed two people, and now Harry is in the woods alone. Ed says, well, actually, it's more like wood, uh, because I dropped him off by some trees behind a grocery store. (laughs) Guys, come on, he's going to be fine. Guys? So, Sam and Dean, followed by Ed, rush out the door. Uh, We cut to Harry. He comes across a pile of sticks on the ground. Harry says, alright, what we have here is a uh, it looks like It looks like a formation of sticks in the shape of a pile. (laughs) Could have been left here for us by Thidman. Man. No kidding. Mm -mm. In the shape of a pile. (laughs) He he walks a a couple feet away, and then he hears a noise. He says, what was that? Oh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we're not alone. He turns around at another sound, but then he turns back to the sticks, which are now in disarray. Uh, uh, As Harry turns the camera on himself, we see the thin man is now standing behind him. Harry leaps out of the way, but is still slashed across the ribs by the thin man's knife. Ow. Yeah. Harry takes off running for the parking lot, clutching at his bleeding side. He reaches the parking lot and is almost run over by the Impala driving up. Sam, Dean, and Ed jump out, and Harry almost faints, but Sam and Dean catch him in time. So we cut to some time later. Sam has patched up Harry's side Mm -hmm. and is wrapping the wound. Sam says, too tight? Harry says, nope. No, I'm good. I'm good. Sam says, yeah? Harry says, I'm good, all right? I think I'm just going to have to staple it when we get back to the motel. He turns to Ed and says, we were right, Ed. Thin Man's real. Ed says very quietly, yeah. Dean comes over to them. (laughs) So about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dean comes over to them and says, some fresh tire tracks back over there. I took some photos. Harry says, what for? Dean says, because that car might belong to whoever knifed you. Harry says, well, whoever cut me was Thin Man, and Thin Man doesn't drive. It was Thin Man, jackass. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have to connect the dots for you guys. I figured, you know, you're both intelligent. M- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and Dean both look at Ed. Ed says, uh, Harry. Harry says what? So he cut to the Ghostfacer's hotel room. Ed has explained all the things to <laughs> Harry. Harry says, why didn't you tell me that before? Ed says, because, I don't know, I thought you were going to get mad. Harry says, oh, good guess, Ed. I am mad. I am really, (laughs) really mad at you right now. Surprise! Yeah. Ed says, I can see that. Harry says, you crushed the Jenga tower of our lives. (laughs) I was going to get married. I left her to run around with you, living around some lie. Ed says, well, at least we were living it together. Ugh. Harry says, seriously? Seriously? Ed says, if I hadn't struck gold with thin man, you'd be doing a boring job, doing boring numbers, answering to Dana's dad, okay? I saved you, bud. Harry says, save me? From what? From living a nice life? From not getting stabbed? How <laughs> selfish can you be? Ed says, well, maybe it's not too late, you know? You could call her and see. Ed says, uh, Harry says, that's not going to work. Ed says, well, maybe, maybe it will. Harry says, no, it's not. You want to know why? Because she's got some guy's arm wrapped around her neck and it's complicated. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ed says, look, Harry, we don't know. We didn't know from the start if Thin Man was real or not. I, okay, look, maybe I had some inside knowledge. Okay. But does it really make a difference if we keep it going for the fans? They'll never know. Harry says, I'll know. You made a chump out of me, Ed. Ed says, Harry, we can get through this. We just debunk Thin Man, and then we go back to Ghost Facers. Harry says, I can't. I can't trust you anymore, Ed. Ed says, oh, come on, Harry. I get it. You're pissed, okay? And And you don't mean what you say. But Harry, just tell me what you need. Harry sits down and doesn't answer. Ed says, I'll go get us some coffee, and you can stay here and chill. So, Ed leaves the room and meets Sam, who's outside the door. Sam says, hey, how'd it go? Ed says, it, uh, went, uh, um... And then he just walks away <laughs> Not <silence>. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sam goes in the room to check on Harry. Sam says, hey, you okay? Harry says, I just got punched right in the feels. <clears throat> Sam says, um... Harry says, none of it was real, Sam. Ed was just pretending. And now he wants me to pretend. Like, this is just something I can get past. Sam says, I know what you mean. Look, there are things you can forgive and there are things you can't. Harry says, So which one is this? Sam says, That's something you got to figure out for yourself. It's like, what do you mean? How am I supposed to know what you can forgive and what you can't? I know. Right? You know, like- <laughs> I know. Dean <laughs> knocks and then goes inside the room. He says, Hey, I got to be it on those tire treads if you want to. So Sam steps out into the hallway with Dean. Sam says, What's up? Dean says, so the tires were only made for one kind of car. It's a 1989 Geo Metro. (laughs) Town this small, there's only one registered here. Deputy says it belongs to a guy named Roger, who works night security down at the mill on the north side of town. Sam says, so this thing teleported, but it has a job and a car. What are we dealing with? Dean says, let's go find out. So Ed, who was kind of lurking in the hallway getting coffee from one of those terrible (laughs) coffee machines... Uh, He overhears the conversation and goes to tell Harry. Uh, Harry says, so Sam and Dean caught something, and they're going to clean up your mess. Ed says, you're right. It is my mess. I should be the one out there cleaning it up. Harry says, you just make it worse. Oh, what? You were fine leaving Sam and Dean before. Why not now? Ed says, I don't want to be a jellyfish spine anymore, Harry. Harry says, jellyfish don't have spines. (laughs) Ed says, "You idiot. I know. Ed says, "Exactly." Before the heartache, before the lies, we b- before the lies, we set out to help people. All right. Harry says, "Yeah, mostly." Ed says, "So there's no reason not to get out there and do what we mostly set out to do." Mm-hmm. Harry, I can make this right for the both of us. Harry says, "We can make it right." Ed says, "You mean you want to come with me?" So we cut to Sam and Dean pulling up to the mill, and they see that Deputy Norwood is already there. Dean says to him, I thought we said my partner and I would take care of this. Deputy Norwood says, look, guys, my boss is AWOL. We don't have a warrant. My ass is on the line if this thing goes sideways. Dean says, all right, just stay back. So Sam goes to pick the lock on the mill, the mill door. Yeah, close
0: enough.
1: <laughs> the butt realizes that it is already unlocked. So Sam and Dean draw their guns and go inside, but before they can do anything, Deputy Norwood tasers them from behind, and they drop to the ground. Punk. Deputy Norwood says, "Always oh, wanted to use these things. <laughs> so we cut to a short time later. Dean is handcuffed to a chair in front of a, like, woodsy-themed tapestry hanging from the ceiling. Sam is handcuffed to a pillar off to the side. Deputy Norwood is humming uh, very annoyingly as he goes around and setting up lights and a camera. Dean says, so, you're a thin man, huh? That would make sense if it didn't look like you just ate a fat camp. <laughs> Deputy Jeez. Norwood continues to hum without answering. Dean says, oh, God, Sam, make him stop. Sam says, hey, so, what's the deal? What are you, Norwood? You a demon? I mean, how would you teleport back at the diner? Deputy Norwood says, team effort. And then... Thin Man walks around the corner, and Sam and Dean stare at him. Thin Man then lifts his hands and removes his mask, and we see that is the waiter from the diner who has a real name, and his name is Roger. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real person. Dean says, so, there was no teleporting, just a couple of douchebags doing the scream thing. Sam says, wait, I know who you are. You're the busboy from the diner. So what, you just wanted to kill your boss? Roger says, Trey was a dick. He was mean to me. I know. He made me clean some dishes. Okay, so like... Huh. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry about that noise.
0: That's not how you deal with every person that makes you mad. You know, like... That's just not what you do.
1: That is not what you do. <laughs> uh-uh. Dean says, and what about Casey? What did she do? Roger said... Says, she wouldn't go out with me. So I set her up with someone else. My knife.
0: I mean... Clearly, the next logical step, again, doesn't go out with you, murder. Right, (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) Deputy Norwood says, good one, Raj. Uh, Dean notices another dead body laying off to the side and says, I see the sheriff didn't make it out of town. Deputy Norwood says, well, he really should have given me the time off I asked for. Sam says, so you Mm. killed him. Deputy Norwood says, I didn't kill anyone. Roger did. He's the psycho. I'm the visionary. I don't blame you for underestimating me. Everybody does. Fancy fed, coming in here, treating me like a paper monkey from the get-go. But I was thin man the whole time. Do you have any idea how good that felt?
0: I'm so proud of myself for being a creep.
1: Yep. Dean says, no, sicko. I can't say that I do. Roger says, yeah, pretty boy doesn't know what it feels like to feel invisible. To grow up in a town of 300 people and no one sees you. Deputy Norwood says, they didn't see us. Sam is working on breaking out of his handcuffs with his lockpick tools um, that he was able to somehow reach from his back pocket. But okay. I mean, I guess if his hands are behind him, back pocket. Okay. I don't know why Not I thought that was possible. Yeah.
0: It would be tricky, but it can yeah. be done. You know? <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure they're used to getting out of situations like that, too. So, right. you know, like, I mean, obviously they are, but. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, so how did you two meet? Whackjob.com, which I think that's a different kind of website. So I, guess, uh, <laughs> I would assume uh-huh. that it would be. Deputy yeah. <laughs> Norwood says, no, just a couple of schmoes in an empty bar. We hit it off. Turns out me and Raj Raj, I don't know why it sounds so weird. I feel like I'm saying rat, Raj. Like like the guy from the Big Bang Theory? That's what I feel like. Every Raj. Time was, Raj. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this is Raj. I don't, it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Me and Roger uh, mm-hmm. we're both total conspiracy theory junkies. Roger says and then we found Thin Man And bam, we blew up all over the message boards. Sam says, so what is this then? Some sort of twisted cosplay? Roger says, cause real. You know, blogging was fun, but... Sam says, but let me guess. You wanted something more. (laughs) Dean says, you realize what you two jackasses are doing doesn't make you thin man. It makes you copycat killers. Roger says, it makes me thin man. (laughs) And you're not telling anyone I'm not, because you'll be too dead to talk. (laughs) like
0: we're located in
1: (laughs) deputy norwood moves back to the camera and says showtime roger says you two are lucky ducks you're the stars of our next best video and when it goes viral everyone will know thin man's real roger moves behind dean and puts his mask back on sam starts to struggle harder when he realizes what is about to happen dean uh at this point sort of accepts his fate and kind of braces for death. am <laughs> like, ah, this is it for this me. This is <laughs> it. Deputy Norwood is standing at the camera. He says, and action. And Roger draws his knife and yanks Dean's head back to slice his throat. Sam, like, gets all super panicky and starts shouting, wait, no, 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 don't. Which, I mean, hey, see, you love your brother, what, dumbass. You actually love him. That's yeah. fine, you know? Like, Why does it take this? Because your brother. Yeah. Idiot. You know? I know. <laughs> so suddenly we hear a door slamming somewhere in the mill, and Roger stops the knifing. Um, mm-hmm. and then we cut to Ed and Harry coming into the building. Ed motions for Harry to go one way, and he goes another. Ed says, Harry. Uh, Harry walks forward, checking things with his flashlight. When he rounds a corner, he runs into Roger, dressed as thin man. Roger kicks him in between the legs. <laughs> <laughs> Harry bends over in pain. As you do. Harry says, oh, he got me! He got me back! Uh, Roger raises his knife to kill Harry, but Ed's gun clicks behind his head. Ed says, it's Scooby-Doo time, douchebag. Take off the mask. I know you're not, Thin Man. You're just a meme
0: (laughs) Harry says,
1: Ed, it's pronounced meme. Mm -hmm. Ed says, it's spelled M-E-M-E, though. Harry says, the second E is silent. Yeah. Ed says, you're a meme a a man-meme, and I invented you! <laughs> Deputy Norwood suddenly appears and knocks Ed over the head. Deputy Norwood says, oh, good to know. Harry says, oh, shh, and then we cut to <laughs> Roger. <Rot-row. laughs> uh, Roger and Deputy Norwood, walking Ed and Harry back to where Sam and Dean are tied up. Deputy Norwood says, I'm a lover of the classics, Ed, and what we have here is a Frankenstein situation. I'm a lover. I mean... Wow, the creator. I mean, we we were going to let one of you guys live to tell our story. But now, once you two are dead, there'll be no proof that Thin Man was your brainchild. Uh, They get back to where Sam and Dean were tied up. But the brothers are gone and their handcuffs are open on the chairs. Roger says, no. Uh, And as they stand there (laughs) stupefied, the boys attack them. Dean grapples with Roger and stabs him with his own knife. Sam knocks Deputy Norwood to the ground, um, but he's able to draw his gun on Sam. But Ed sees it and steps in the path of the gun. Ed says, no, wait, wait. No, look at me. This is all my fault, okay? It's all my fault. Deputy Norwood grins and says, I got enough bullets for the both of you. Then a shot rings out, and Deputy Norwood drops dead from a gunshot to the chest. Everyone looks up to see Harry holding the gun. Uh, we cut to some time later. Dean is loading the trunk of the Impala outside the mill. Sam walks over. He says, so, are we good in there? Dean says, yeah, with the Thin Man footage and the way I set the bodies, there should be enough breadcrumbs to make it look like those two psychos offed each other. Sam says, they were just people, man. They weren't demons. They weren't monsters. They were just freaking people. Dean says, yeah, well, like I said, people are sick. <laughs> yeah yeah. over <laughs> by it is I know over by the Ghostfacers van which is like a short distance away from uh, Sam and Dean Ed and Harry are talking Ed says so are we cool Harry says I don't think we ever will be Ed says I mean you know we made it right we uh we beat the guys this could be our shot to start the old Ghostfacers again Harry says I came here with you to finish this thing with Thin man I wasn't just closing a chapter, Ed. It was a whole dang book. Ed says, but you saved my life back there. Harry says, I killed a guy, Ed. Ed says, he was a bad guy, Harry. Harry says, he was a guy, Ed. Too many people have died because of your crap. Ed says, I've done all this crap for us. I don't know why you don't see that. Harry says, no, no. You did this for you. There's a lot of things I can forgive, Ed but this isn't one of them. Ed says, so what does that mean about us? Harry says, it means it's complicated. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) I know. Harry walks off with Ed staring after him. Uh, Harry goes over to Sam and Dean. Harry says, hey, can I get a ride from you guys? Dean says, yeah, sure. So they get into the Impala and drive away, leaving Ed standing by the Ghostfacer's van. He looks like he's going to cry. Uh, in the Impala, Dean looks in their rear view, rear view mirror. <laughs> he says, Harry, you okay? Harry says, yeah. I mean, no. You roll with a guy so many years, you start to think he's always going to be next to you. Like when you're old and you're drinking on the porch, <laughs> he'll be in that other rocking chair.
0: And then <laughs> Usually some... you see that as like
1: <laughs> your a wife. partner. I know. <laughs> you know <like> yeah. that. <laughs> he, he says... And then something happens and you realize that other chair has gone empty. Sam and Dean look like they know exactly what he means. Harry says, "You know what I mean?" And credits. <laughs> okay, so
0: thoughts. Uh-huh. Um first first one <laughs> is what oh god, now I'm losing my mind. The one that was being duped the whole time. Uh Harry. Yes, thank you. Harry was in the closet sniffing the dead teenager's bra.
1: (laughs) Did I not write that? You didn't write that. How would I not write that? I don't know. But like I I'm sorry that I denied you guys that information. (laughs) Unlike me.
0: Went into the closet to like start filming or something, or was talking to Ed. I don't really know. (laughs) And like. There was a bra on a hanger that he just, like, pulled out and started sniffing it, like... Oh, my
1: God. Dude! Not (laughs) okay. Like, first of all, like, not okay ever. Not okay ever, but, Also, like, this girl died in there. Don't sniff dead girl bras. Yeah. Don't sniff bras. (laughs) I know. Like, (laughs) like, no. You need... Like, if you feel like you need to sniff a bra, you ask for permission. Yeah,
0: like, hey... Can I borrow this from you? <laughs> I don't know how you would ask for permission for that, but, like,
1: uh, whatever. Anyway. Gross. Okay.
0: So, yeah, that, that, that was that. I had to talk about that.
1: <laughs> I understand. I'm surprised I missed that, or didn't write that. I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> The other thing is, so, um, the Thin Man, like, his face, you watched the Pir- all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? No. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the one with the Kraken in it? No. Okay. So, for the people that have watched that, there's a scene where, like, they find the wreckage of a ship that had been, like, taken down by the Kraken or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, like, they, like, some guy had, like, got his face sucked off by, like, the Kraken, and it kind of reminded me of that! You know, like, just, Uh like, the twisted skin situation, Yeah, it
1: reminded me a little bit, like... Not completely. Uh, so there's um, a a monster mm-hmm. in Doctor Who um, called the Silence. I mean, it's an alien, obviously, but it, it it's very complicated what they are. But yeah, but the way they look, um, mm-hmm. it's sort of like this. I mm-hmm. mean, they have like actual facial features, which are kind of like alien skull-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like just like their presence and the way they stand and like their long thinness <laughs> Yeah, it reminded me of the silence a little bit so Yeah, that's what I was thinking more okay. of
0: but yeah I mean like it was for me it was just the face thing yeah it wasn't like a full body it was just like a sailor who had gotten his face sucked off by the kraken but like the face kind of looked similar so yeah yeah. Now's that. Um, <laughs> so, what was your favorite moment from this episode?
1: Well, I just generally enjoyed every single moment with Ed and Harry, except <laughs> for the ones where... They're uh,
0: being angsty and... Yeah, where yeah.
1: where um, Ed, you know, finally lets Harry know that, like, hey, I made all this up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and every mm-hmm. point after that was not fun or happy, but, like, yeah. everything before that was solid fucking gold. Yeah. Like, spacers <laughs> gold. Like, I, I yeah. loved... I love them together and I am sad of course that they are not together. I know the purpose of that was just to like, you know, as a parallel to Sam and Dean, like I get mm-hmm. I get that, but like I I just I love them so much. I, <laughs> I just, I'm really sad that this is their fate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're alive, and that's more than you can say for. The boy
0: band uh, broke up. Yeah,
1: uh. being alive is more than you can say for a lot of people. You mean oh, Supernatural? Yeah. Oh, so for sure. I'm happy for that, but like, I wish I had like an actual moment to tell you that I love. But all of it was just fucking gold. Like, <laughs> like the yeah. like the platonic arm being complicated <laughs> and the jellyfish. Spinach, like all of it, I just yeah. I loved all of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I mean any any moment of them together just brings me so much joy. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. What was your favorite moment? Um, uh, mine were also both Ghost Facers mm-hmm. <laughs> things. Um, I like the whole scene where like Sam and Dean like pin them into the booth and they're like he's like I'm gonna put holes in your knees <laughs> and like I will shoot you bitches and then like wh- I don't remember which like it was Ed or Harry was like, it's 50 shades of way too much protein! You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? yeah. And then the whole, like, Mimi thing. Oh, yeah, fun. that was That good. made me giggle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those were my favorite moments was just, like, you know, they're the, just, the funny ghost facers They're things. so
1: funny. I know a lot of people, like, hate, hate them, them. And they, and they are, irritate like, them. so annoyed. But, but I, I
0: think they take them too seriously. Yeah,
1: I think it's like maybe like, they're those people... meant to be
0: comic relief, you know? Exactly.
1: And they're <laughs> meant to make fun of those you know, ghost hunting shows. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. which I think is hysterical. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. like, they, they're they doing that and, yeah. like, making <laughs> fun of that. Like, yeah. they're not, like, they're not supposed to be taken seriously. No. Like, at mm-hmm. all. So yeah. And it is really fun to see Sam and Dean from these guys, like, point of view. Mm-hmm. And I also, probably just because I used to ghost hunt and, like, yeah. was largely a ghost facer really you know like like i i can really appreciate you know what they're doing and like having it be like a fun thing and Mm -hmm. you know what i mean as opposed to like sam and dean who are like vengeance on everything and you know like you know they're yeah, yeah they're you know driven by their childhood traumas and vengeance and you know lucifer and you know all of that where ed and harry are just like yeah this is gonna get some girls yeah like yeah we're so awesome you know know. yeah so i just yeah i think i mean everyone obviously can have their opinion on them and i respect that but like part of me just thinks that like
0: I, figured, I don't understand why the vast majority of people seem to just hate them. You
1: know, like yeah, I mean, I I just feel like maybe they don't they don't quite get that that it's, they're that it's not suppo- supposed
0: to be serious. Yeah, you know? like, yeah,
1: they're supposed to be there to annoy Sam and Dean. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like that.
0: They're supposed to be funny and like just kind of, like, doofuses, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I guess, I mean, I would say, like, maybe that's not why you watch Supernatural. But no, Supernatural has its hilarious moments all the time. Yeah. Every episode almost has a, at least a funny moment. Yeah. So. Like, a
0: good chunk of it that I, the reason why I kept watching it was because there was funny stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, like, for real. It would, otherwise, you know? it would just be, like, an emotional energy suck, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, everyone, you, you know, if you don't like the Ghost facers, I'm not I'm not dissing you. At oh all. no, yeah. yeah like, like you're you're totally entitled to your opinion. But, yeah. And and that's fine. But, this is just our opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love them. Like yeah. let's be them for Halloween. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. How would you si-
0: uh, how would you sign up for that? How would you like dress up for that? Because like it's not like they're wearing anything in particular that would be like, oh, you're ghost facers.
1: I know. We'd have you to know? get, like a I don't know. We'd have to just like get a bunch of like ghost facers stuff and like, like stickers, and patches and shit and just like just
0: paste it all over <laughs> yeah, and
1: just be like, and we'd have to know the song and we just have to like run around with like our fake EMFs and be and singing the song.
0: I feel like it would be easier to be Sam and Dean,
1: <laughs> but like we're always Sam and Dean. <laughs> I mean, I've not, I mean, okay.
0: I lied. I have dressed up as what was I? I don't remember Sam or Dean. I think I dressed up <clears> as Dean. With Jessica one year, Mm -hmm. she's slightly taller than me, Mm -hmm. and so I'm like, you're gonna be Sam, I'm gonna be Dean, we're gonna be the girl versions, and we're gonna do, like, a photo shoot and try and, like, recreate some of their, like, photos or whatever, and we did a couple of them, and, like, was it good... No, but it was fun, you know. Yeah, like, it was fun. A couple of them turned out pretty decent for the yeah, you know, comparison-wise, but like, yeah, yeah, you sent me them. They were funny. Yeah. Yeah, I liked them. They were they were not meant to be taken seriously. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You know, like if I was trying to take it seriously, I'd be like, we did a horrible job. Oh, but, like, no. eh, whatever, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway. Um our interesting facts from this episode just went blank on my screen. Okay. Um, it says, the title, Thin Man, is a parody of the fictitious monster Slender Man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it says, uh, Dean, talking of the internet's lack of veracity, mentions a shark attacking a helicopter. Uh, in 2001, a photoshopped hoax uh, email went viral. It showed a great white in midair attacking a man suspended from a USAF... Pave Hawk helicopter, um, with the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. Its caption claimed that National Geographic magazine voted it photo of the year. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, this email is so famously false that it is used in textbooks as an example of the power of hoaxes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, it says this is the second time Nicholas Carell, uh, deputy Tom Norwood, has guest starred on the show. Uh, the first time was uh, season six, episode fourteen, Mannequin Three: The Reckoning, um, where he played janitor Steve.
1: I don't remember who. The, I mean, I, I know, remember the I know mannequin that, thing. Yeah, I remember that episode, but I don't remember him. But yeah. I don't remember anybody in that episode except for Dean, really. Now <laughs> yeah. that I think about it, so I don't. Like, I what season is that? Because we haven't. Six. Like, oh, season six. Mm-hmm. Oh, the mannequin. I was thinking of like the slasher horror movie one, Uh, which is we haven't seen yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I still don't remember him, but I believe yeah. you.
0: <laughs> I, like, vaguely remember a janitor being there, but I don't remember who it was or, you know, whatever. Does so. he
1: die? Is he the one who, like, dies at the beginning? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Whatever. Honestly, don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. It's all good. Um... So it says, Dean says, sounds like sad times at Bichmont High. Um, this is a reference to a well-known teen comedy from 1982 called Fast, Time- Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, I never saw that. I haven't either. Um, it says, Dean asks, what about the rest of the Bad News Bears? Um, he's referring to the 1976 comedy, The Bad News Bears, about a little league baseball team made up of the league's worst players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It says, Sam and Dean confront the Ghostfacers in the diner, and Dean says, you two clowns are going to get into that mystery machine outside, and you're going to leave town. Um, the mystery machine was a psychedelically decorated van from the late 1960s TV cartoon, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?
1: Which I love. <laughs> and, did you, have you seen recently, like, Airbnb is doing, like, a a thing with Matthew Lillard, who voices Scooby-Doo, right? And played Scooby-Doo, or not Scooby-Doo, played Shaggy. Sorry. No, he didn't voice Scooby-Doo. He voices Shaggy in yeah. um, the Scooby-Natural episode, but also in the live-action movies mm-hmm. of Scooby-Doo. Um, so it's like a, it's not really like a contest, but it's like once it's available to rent for a night, you like the first three people who hit that like me button, you know, get to pay $5 and spend the night in the mystery machine. Huh. At, hosted by Matthew Lillard. Oh, that'd be cool. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's, like, in Southern California, uh-huh. um, and I don't know when that is or if it's already even happened. I just saw a couple articles about it recently. Yeah. And I was just, like, that's so cool. Yeah. do want to do that. Do I want to meet Matthew Lillard? No. Do I worship him? Yes. <laughs> but, like, I don't want to meet him, so yeah. I don't want to do that. But, like, I mean, yeah. where, where am I going to poop in the mystery machine? Like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like you're
0: going to have to find a bathroom somewhere else. Yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of time in it. Yeah. So,
1: no, thank you. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is a super cool thing that I think Airbnb is doing. So. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. that's yeah.
0: cool. Okay. Um, It says, at eight minutes in, Dean says to Sam, yeah, because everything on the internet is true, like the shark attacking the helicopter. Um, Janat... Jeanette, I'm guessing, maybe? Swork? Okay. Mm. Who directed this episode, also directed Jaws 2, uh, which contained a scene of the shark attacking a helicopter. Uh-huh. He- a a he- helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> a helicopter. Okay. Um... It says, this is the third episode in the series where the villains are human. Uh, the first was Benders, which was season one, episode 15, and the second was Family Remains, which is which was season four, episode 11. Alright, so this
1: is the last one. Mm-hmm. Everything from here on out. I think it's monsters. Not people. Um, well, it just says it's the third. Uh, it doesn't say maybe it's the last. More, but I, I
0: don't... I can't remember anymore. I don't nervous. remember.
1: But doesn't mean that's not yeah, the case, but... I know. have no idea. Yeah, Okay.
0: Um, it says that this is the final appearance of A.J. Buckley and Travis Wester as Ghostfacers, Ed Zedmore and Harry Spangler, respectively. I, okay, I
1: do not like this being their end. No. I... I'm glad, again, that they did not die. They they live. They live on. And <laughs> yeah. that makes me happy. I yeah. mean, honestly, most people don't get that in this show. Oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, good for them. And I'm, I'm glad. But it, I'm sad that they, you know, broke up the band and, yeah. are, and are unhappy with each other and yeah. angsty. And they just were such a, a great pair yeah. you know they just like they really like love each other and got each other and like finished each other's sentence and mm-hmm. understood each other's humor and just yeah. like everything was just like perfect uh-huh. like yeah you grew up and get married and have separate lives maybe yeah. you know but yeah. like
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, you know but
1: like you know you're still you need a compound
0: somewhere yeah you're still
1: gonna have your friendship and now maybe they don't like I just yeah. I don't know I, I hate I hate it that they just leave it like that. Like, maybe I want to know that they fix their friendship, or not. I mean, they
0: kind of leave it open-ended-ish, I guess, sort of, because it's like, well, where does this leave us? And I don't know, you know, so, yeah, like. Yeah,
1: so maybe. It, they,
0: it's not saying that they're, like, broken up, broken up, necessarily, but it is kind of like, we're broken up for now, you know? Yeah, like, I
1: just, you I know. just, it just, it left it on such a, like, sad note that, I don't know, I just, they, yeah. again, were so, like, funny and brought me so much joy that I hate that they, like, left their characters on that, that sadness, yeah. you know, but, but, yeah. you know, again, they're alive, yeah. so, so that's hey, better than you know. <laughs> not,
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we okay, so our research from this week is off of Rancor, cause, hey! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And this is the story behind the Slender Man stabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says in 2014, uh, three 12 year old girls went out to the woods to play hide and seek. Uh, there, two of the girls proceeded to stab the third 19 times before leaving her for dead. The reason? Because Slender Man told them to. Uh, the whole thing sounds like something out of a horror movie, but the Slender Man stabbing actually happened and captivated all who heard about it. Uh, The legal proceedings that followed the Slenderman crimes are fraught with claims of mental illness and debate. Can a child really be charged as an adult? They've also started a dialogue about whether the stabbing inspired by Slenderman is a call to arms for parents, uh, most of whom have never even heard the internet horror legend's name. Um, As this tale begins to wrap up in 2017, so this is from a long time ago, Mm -hmm. uh, we are still left with so many questions. Uh, Why did these girls want to stab someone for Slender Man? How do we handle a case like this? And what will become of these three girls wrapped up in this bizarre and horrific nightmare? I'm going to look it up while you keep going. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, So it says, one of the most shocking things about this whole incident is that all three girls involved were only 12 years old. Uh, one of the perpetrators, Morgan Geiser, um, had become friends with Peyton Lutner, um, who also went by Bella. Um, that's an interesting nickname for Peyton. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it was a middle name or something. I don't know. Um, when they were both in fourth grade in Waukesha, um, going with Waukesha? Sounds right. Uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Morgan would later say that Peyton, the stabbing victim, had only uh, had been her only and closest friend for a long time. The second perpetrator, Anissa Weyer, came into their friendship a few years later. They were a tight-knit group at school and at home. They had sleepovers, talked on the internet, and even played games with their American Girl dolls. Although they were a bit like social misfits at school, they were what you would consider normal 12-year-old girls. Until, of course, in May of 2014, when Morgan and Anissa uh, attempted to stab their best friend to death in the woods. Um, It says, On May 30th, 2014, uh, the group went to a local roller rink for Morgan's birthday and had a sleepover. For Peyton, things seemed fairly normal, not knowing Anissa and Morgan had a sinister plan in mind. Um, The two girls were convinced they had to kill their friend as a blood sacrifice to gain favor with the internet horror icon Slender Man. As you do. Yeah, like, ugh, boy. Um Morgan in particular talked about the fictional villain often um about how he was everywhere and how he could kill anyone in 3 seconds flat. Um Anisa and Morgan became convinced that not only was this creature real, but he would kill their families if they did not kill Peyton. Hmm. Um they believed they were going to go live with him after the stabbing. They believed they would become monster children and would live in a mansion in the woods with him forever. Uh they assumed, I don't know, for me like that wouldn't be what I would want as a kid. That would freak me out. <laughs> I don't know. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It says they assumed he would only appear once the stabbing was completed. So, they lured Peyton into the woods with a promise of playing hide-and-seek in the early morning hours of May 31st. Once there, Anissa sat on Peyton and Morgan pulled out a knife. The two briefly argued about who was going to do the killing, and Anissa finally told Morgan to go ballistic, and the birthday girl started plunging the knife into her friend over and over again, whispering, I'm sorry, in her ear as she did. In all, Peyton was stabbed 19 times.
1: That's pretty crazy. I'm, yeah. Look, the whole thing is crazy, but, oh, yeah. like, 19 times is crazy.
0: Yeah, like... That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, that's, like, you're either very, very angry or, like, I don't even know. Yeah, like... Yeah. I, I can't, like, attempt to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, although May 31st ended up being the actual day that the pair of girls tried to kill Peyton, it was not their original intent. The pair had started planning the stabbing months before, but didn't make a set plan. Um, then, when Morgan planned her birthday party, the duo formulated their attack. They decided to tape her mouth shut, then cut her neck with the knife. Um, then, they would cover her with a blanket and... It, and um... Oh, wait, no. Okay, they put two ands in the sentences in a row, and it just, like, freaked me out. I couldn't, like, okay. <laughs> get past it. I was like, what's going on? Okay, then they would cover her with a blanket and leave while people thought she was still sleeping. Um, but after they started feeling anxious about the plan because there was no way to clean, they instead planned to kill her the next day. Uh, they went to a park and decided to kill Peyton in the bathroom where there was a drain. When Anissa and Morgan tried to grab her, however, she fought them off and the two stopped. Uh, neither wanted to actually be the one to do the stabbing, and they couldn't decide who would do it. They struggled, when Morgan, and then when Morgan panicked, the brief altercation was over. Um, they apologized to their friend for fighting, and the three made up before going out for their fateful game of hide-and-seek. Um, when they went back to playing, Anissa and Morgan cornered Peyton again, and this time they successfully hurt her. It says, Despite being 12, Peyton wasn't going to go down easily. As she was being stabbed, she screamed uh, she hated the girls, that she would trusted them, and that she would never forgive them. Uh, the girls told her they were going to get help, but instead left her there to die. Rather than wait around, Peyton began to crawl. Unable to stand, she crawled little by little through the woods and made it to a road, despite having stab wounds in her arms, legs, and torso. Uh, she would. Uh, She was then found by a bicyclist who called 911. She was losing blood quickly, and the surgeons had to work furiously to save her life. Uh, One of the physicians even said afterwards she was mere millimeters away from death. When she came to, she couldn't speak, but used a pen and paper right away to tell her parents she wanted to go home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I would too. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, after Morgan and Anissa were found by police and brought in for questioning, it became clear that something was amiss with both of them. Anissa cried for most of the interviews, saying she feared for her life and didn't want to kill anyone, but Morgan had said it had to be done. Uh, both girls initially said that it was the other who stabbed Peyton, but eventually Morgan copped to it and admitted she was the driving force behind the attack. She repeatedly told the police she didn't want to do it and that it wasn't her uh, who picked Peyton as the victim, it was Slender Man. Uh, uh, she said if she hadn't killed her, both Anissa's and her families would have been killed by him. Uh, Throughout the interview, she said again and again that it felt like stabbing her friend had just been necessary. Slenderman, uh, sometimes... It was just like sometimes written as Slenderman in a different way. Yeah. um, (laughs) Is a fictional scary story that was wildly popular in online horror communities. He originated from the site Something Awful, where he was depicted as a tall, shadowy, feather... er, Featureless... (laughs) Featherless. (laughs) Featureless figure haunting children. One image of him was so creepy to some, they created their own images and stories, some of which included false newspaper reports of real-life quote unquote stories of encounters with the entity. His story morphed into that of a creature with tentacles who could capture and kill children and adults. He was purportedly always watching and they had various ways or er, and had various ways he liked to kill people. This character was absolutely a fictional one with no basis in an actual set of killing or legends or killings or legends. Uh, However, for Morgan and Anissa, Slenderman had become real, and the threat of his swift, murderous ways was enough to prompt them to action. Um, It says, Geyser pleaded guilty to attempted first-degree murder in October 2017. In early 2018, a judge sentenced her to 40 years in a mental hospital. Uh, Her lawyers argued Geyser was schizophrenic, and at the time of the stabbing, she believed she could communicate with with Spenderman. (laughs) Spider-Man. <laughs> Slender-Man. Oh, okay. Nobody. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I
1: mean, Spider-Man, Maybe, maybe that guy,
0: too. Um, uh, they said her condition was improving with the help of medicine and doctors, which is why the judge opted to send her to the hospital and not a jail. Mm-hmm. Um, It says, although both the girls were only 12 at the time they stabbed Peyton, both of them were charged as adults. Typically, if a juvenile is accused of a crime, their case is tried in a juvenile court, which offers lighter sentences. But in Wisconsin, all murder and attempted murder charges for kids older than 10 have to start in an adult court. Um, Right away, the lawyers for both girls made a move to transfer the case to juvenile court. By being charged as adults, they faced charges for first-degree intentional homicide, which carried up to a 65-year prison sentence. Despite multiple attempts to get the case moved to juvenile court or to have the charges lessened, judges repeatedly upheld the idea that because the crime was so violent, both girls should be tried as adults. Like, I would tend to agree for that one. Yeah. Because you planned that. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, like, oh, we got mad at her because she, like, did something and, like, in the spur of the moment, attacked her both at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. this was, like weeks and months they planned this you know like yeah let's find a way to I don't know
1: that that age is right on the cusp for me yeah what I what I think about that I agree with you but I also think that that would be that would be a struggle to really think older I mean you're looking at like 14 and up I would probably be like yes yeah but like 12 I'm still kind of like hmm I don't know I mean yes both ways I could see you know that could go both ways for me
0: that's middle school
1: Yeah, I think back to middle school. I was in seventh grade when I was twelve. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like you think back to middle school, like Mm -hmm. I could one hundred, like something like that. Like, yeah, you don't know, like you're not kind of seated in reality completely yet, but like. You know better at that point. That's and true. you made that decision. Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you want to act like an adult, then you can be tried as one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, hmm. But anyways, um, it says, initially, both girls seemed to be on the same team. However, the defense quickly changed their tune. In October 2016, the defense moved for the girls to be tried separately from each other. Lawyers believed that because the girls had initially implicated each other as doing the stabbing, this might confuse jurors, <laughs> and they also moved to have the trial someplace outside of the county where both girls lived, but a judge quickly denied this. However, in December of 2016, a judge agreed that having the girls tried separately was probably prudent because a joint trial could pose legal risks. Um Anisa's trial ha- <laughs> trial happened first where she spoke about her friend Morgan and all the horrifying details of her Slenderman obsession. Um it says Morgan was not only fascinated by fantasy worlds, she was also particularly obsessed with the dark side and villains in those worlds. In the Harry Potter world, she was fond of Voldemort, whom she lovingly called Voldy. I mean, like, who hasn't at one point, but, like, not in an obsessed way. No, I usually. mean, I called yeah. him, like,
1: I call him Pants. Yeah. But, but I'm not in love with him. No, like, yeah. he's, he's the bad guy, the you bad know? Guy, like yeah. He, doesn't he, mean he, he can't have a nickname, end, but doesn't great. mean you yeah. love him either, you know?
0: Yeah, great. Right. <laughs> um, it says, she liked to read about demons and devils and had a fascination with the supernatural evil. Um, she was known to draw Slenderman while out in public and dismembered Barbie dolls in her room with his mark on them. She drew images of him, saying he was everywhere, always watching. Her her internet history also showed she had uh, looked up how to kill someone and perform blood rituals. Hmm. Uh, that's heavy for a 12-year-old. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, she was also fond of the Littles book series and was a Star Trek fan. Her idol was Spock, whom she looked... Um, at as a sort of mentor to teach her how to suppress negative emotions. Hmm. Um, it seemed that, even in her fantasy world, she understood some of her feelings were probably ones she should never act on. Yeah. Um, it says, on top of this gothic obsession, Morgan's parents didn't seem to discourage her love of the morbid. Uh, they bought her clothing with skeletons and dark symbols on them, and her father seemed amused when she drew Slenderman on napkins in restaurants. Uh, they seemed to know about her love for the morose, but didn't think anything of it. All teens and preteens go through weird phases, right? <laughs> um, it says... I mean,
1: I did. I oh, mean... Absolutely. Yeah, Definitely. I was I was pretty dark.
0: I mean, like... You know? But you grew out of it. You know? <laughs> like, I mean... Like, you still like horror movies and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, like... Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call you, like, a dark person. I would call yeah. you a normal person who likes horror films. Yeah. And, like, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um... Where was I right? Okay. Um... Of course, her parents weren't exactly haters of the gothic life themselves. Life, lives, life themselves. Uh, Their Facebook pages reveal imagery from dark metal as well as fairies and contain references to gothic source material. Which I mean, whatever people like what they like. That's not weird. Okay. Um, Morgan's father, in particular, uh, posted images of skulls and skeletons, and his email contained the words "I love evil." Again, it's an email. Who cares? Yeah. Um, all this being said, there are many teens and parents who immerse themselves into gothic style, metal, and morbid imagery without ever stabbing a friend or losing track of reality. Exactly. (laughs) Um. Exactly. It says, Morgan and Anissa's parents certainly didn't encourage them to go out and try and kill their friend. Uh, so what made Morgan and Anissa decide this was necessary? Um, a huge part of this case is that both Morgan and, and Anissa claim they have- uh, a mental illness. In 2014, Morgan was found unfit to stand trial and psychologists at the mental health institute she was sent to found she had serious mental illness. Um, they found she had early onset schizophrenia and a oppositional defiant disorder, um, which affected her at the time of the crime, as well as afterwards. Uh, while being interviewed about her illness, she said she still felt Slenderman wanted her to kill and she would kill for him again if instructed to do so. Mm. Um, specialists said that without treatment, she would remain dangerous. There is some debate she may have been faking her mental illness, but multiple psychologists said that this was unlikely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later that same year, uh, a judge found she and Anissa were both competent to stand trial, and the court proceeded. In February 2018, Morgan was sentenced to 40 years in a mental health facility. Um, Anissa went to trial and was found by a jury to be mentally ill at the time of the attack, um, giving that she felt her family and her own personal safety were in danger, and that she was already depressed due to issues in her own life. Anissa developed shared delusional disorder, which drove her to be violent. Um, it says, in 2017, Anissa's trial began. She charged her plea to guilty, in, or she cha- charged she changed her plea to guilty in exchange for a lesser charge. Anissa pleaded guilty to attempted second-degree homicide as a party to a crime with the use of a deadly weapon, but maintained she was mentally ill at the time of the crime, so she was not responsible. Uh, The jury's job was to decide if she was mentally ill or not. In September 2017, the jury decided she was indeed mentally ill, and she was sentenced to 25 years in a mental hospital. Uh, Her state would be checked every six months after that, and she would not be released until she was fully mentally sound. Peyton's family voiced disappointment about the ruling, fearing for Peyton's safety and her own mental health. Um, in July 2021, Anissa, now 19, was ordered released um, from the Winnebago Mental Health Institute. Uh, she said in a letter to the court that she was no longer a threat. Um, and part of it says by petitioning the court for conditional release, I am not saying that I am done with my treatment. I'm saying that I have exhausted all the resources available to me at the Winnebago mental health Institute. If I am to become a productive member of society, I need to be part of society. Um, it's, it says she continued that, uh, she planned to give back to the community by doing good and wanted to help others who are dealing with mental struggles. See, they are not alone. Um, on September 13th, 2021, Anissa was released from the mental hospital to live with her father. Her internet use will be monitored, and she is subject to 24-7 GPS monitoring, and she must continue to receive psychiatric treatment. Um, it says, all this leaves one glaring question, though. What became of Brave Peyton? While she has not talked much about the crime, she has become a healthy and happy young high school student. She does well in her studies, even participating in advanced placement courses, and is uh, still social with others. She's pretty much a happy, normal teenager. She has shown some concern about testifying during the trials of her two former friends, and was upset by Anissa's verdict. Um, During Peyton's recovery, she received notes of support from all around the world, including a Purple Heart uh, from a veteran. When asked how she managed to crawl away and get help, she answered simply, I wanted to live. Which, that's probably would be my reason, too. Like, hey, I'm gonna get out of here, so, like, maybe I
1: don't die. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Good grief. Oh... Um, that's such a heavy case. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, like Slenderman. Like I, you know, I, I was aware of Slenderman well before that case. You know. I don't think it's being really, like, like the whole like creepy pasta story stuff. You know, like that's just one of those. Like I mean, Slenderman's probably the most famous like yeah. urban legend that is new and. <laughs> came from the internet as yeah. opposed to like all the other urban legends that we grew up with like mm-hmm. Bloody Mary and Hookman mm-hmm. and all that, that kind mm-hmm. of thing you know this is like sort of like the first of its kind and mm-hmm. that's why it's super notable and then of course this happened and it, yeah. you know was like wow that's yeah. fucking crazy yeah. but I mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that's a that's bananas all of it's bananas so yeah. so the girl that did the actual stabbing I can't remember
0: um 40 years and it went all the way 40 institute. years
1: okay and she's still there and she's then the, still there. the girl who didn't do the stabbing is sentenced to out, 25 but got out in but three it got years. out and she is she's out in uh, has all those restrictions on her mm-hmm. And then okay, Peyton's doing her thing, and she's she's all good. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: I mean, like nobody would be all good. No, no. After that, but but like, she like she's functioning in society she's as a normal functioning. person. Yeah, you know? she
1: <laughs> hangs out with friends. Yeah, she's not yeah. hiding in a hole. And, yeah,
0: she's not like nobody look at me. Nobody yeah. touch me. Like won't go to kitchen because there's knives in there. You know, like, right? Exactly. You know, I'm sure she probably had to deal with some stuff oh, at first, God, at yeah. least you know, for a while. Oh my God, of course. But um, yeah. yeah,
1: wow. Mm-hmm. That's intense.
0: Um, so what was your age of Jurassic moment from this week?
1: Okay, so, um, it feels wrong to go so light after such a heavy story, but, um, uh, so I was in Rhode Island, and, uh, it was a little bit of a stressful time with the whole, I know I said this in the last episode, but, like, not wearing my, like, hey, let's, you know, think about Princess Bride death shirts and stuff, (laughs) um, but, uh, you know, because, we're going to a memorial which is stressful for everyone really mm-hmm. you know because you're grieving mm-hmm. and and you know um this is like killian's first experience with um with i mean he's only been to like celebration of life's mm-hmm. experience i said that weirdly but you know yeah. what i mean and um he hasn't been to a funeral a memorial or a, a church even you mm-hmm. know yeah. uh, uh i can't remember if he's been to He's been to a military graveyard, which mm-hmm. looks a lot different than, yeah. you know, the older graveyards and mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, all of it was new for him. So, you know, there was a lot of stress, you know, trying to make sure he knew what he was going to, you know, what was going to happen, you yeah. know, just trying yeah. to <laughs> kind of prepare him for that. And, you know, just all everything around that. And, you know, Eric was, you know, of course, very sad about his grandpa and you know and all of that and then you know his parents are, are hosting us while mm-hmm. g- trying to grieve and deal with grandpa's estate and everything it was just everyone was just a little stressed while yeah. being perfectly pleasant and polite you know yeah. that was just kind of like you know everyone yeah, was was a stressed. situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone is just stressed yeah. in that kind of situation that's not weird mm-hmm. so um I um, I'm not really sure how this happened but like maybe a, a day after the memorial um, my face turned into a uh, hot, burny, itchy, fire. It was, like, (sighs) from the neck up, fire itchy.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: scalp, everything. Not, like, inside my mouth or inside my ears or my eyeballs or in Mm -hmm. my nose, thank God. But, like, the skin. Yeah. And, like, I'd scratch and, like, no hives would happen. There was no hives. There was no bumps. Like, you could Mm -hmm. tell that I scratched because it'd be, like, slightly pink. But, like, that was it. Yeah. So, I was just, like, okay, well, I mean yes, I have anxiety disorders, like, it's never presented in this way, but, like, maybe (laughs) that's what's going on, because, like, Benadryl did nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing, and and because I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know. I've never been to Rhode Island in the spring, you know? Things yeah. aren't blooming and pollinating and, you mm-hmm. know, things. And, like, yeah. it's it's different here than where mm-hmm. I'm from. Oh, yeah. So, like, maybe I'm having allergies to things my skin has never encountered before. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what's happening. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, Benadryl helped not at all was yeah. weird. It's like, um, that's
0: not allergies. Yeah. None, probably. And, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so I didn't... I, like you know, I, I upped my Zyrtec dose, which, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not really supposed to do, but I ha I do have a skin condition where, um, I do take Zyrtec every day that like maintains it fine. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you build a tolerance to Zyrtec. So Mm -hmm. every couple of years, I have to take it twice a day. Mm -hmm. And my doctor is like, you know, you do that for like two weeks, you go back to one a day, Mm -hmm. you're good. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's worked out perfectly. So I was like, okay, like, I can take two a day, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'll just, I'll take one in the morning, I'll take one at night, Mm -hmm. and I will make sure that I take, like, the right amount of Benadryl, because, you know, you have to stick within a certain amount in 24 hours, right? So I made sure that I did all that, right? Mm -hmm. But I went to bed that night, and my heart started pounding. It was, like, tachycardia, like, all over the place, and then it would be fine, and then it would come back, and I was like... Oh my God, like, yeah, am I, yeah, dying? I almost
0: tried to kill myself. Yeah, here so with I was this, like, you know? hey, <laughs> what
1: What? What are your symptoms of like overdosing on antihistamines? And like, that was in it. Yeah. none. I didn't have any of the other symptoms, so I wasn't like, I need to go to the hospital, yeah. you know? <laughs> but I was just like, fuck, like, I apparently can't take this much. So, yeah. And I was, so of course that I'm anxious. But um, yeah. <laughs> so the next day, you know, I still have just like this itch, burning itch. And I'm like, you know, like, I got to do something because it is like, the only thing I can think about—it was just yeah. like that overwhelming like my face of a is sensation. Yeah, like, really angry right like, now. Like I <laughs> can't even carry a conversation because I'm just like, don't, don't scratch your face. What am I yeah. gonna do? What am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Like, like help me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was finally like, okay, like Eric, like we're just gonna go to Walgreens. I'm gonna find some of that like, you know, aloe vera gel that has like lidocaine in it. Mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna, just gonna do it. Yeah. You know, like because you can put that over like sunburns, which are generally like bigger parts of your body yeah. as opposed to like cortisone cream you cannot mm-hmm. put on larger parts of your body yeah. you know i don't even know if you can put that stuff that you buy i just like you know generically on your face even i'm not even sure i don't know yeah So, <laughs> but i didn't even know if that was a problem you yeah. know what i mean so i was like so i just wanted to like numb now like i'm ready yeah. for it just to be numb like, yeah Spend <laughs> some days needs to be numb yeah so we go and i find some and we come home i put it on guess what it made it itch and burn more <laughs> so <laughs> great yeah uh, and then Uh, I remembered, uh, after all this, oh, yeah, I am resistant to lidocaine. Mm -hmm. I am lidocaine resistant. It does nothing for me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? I just, like, completely (laughs) forgot this information. Yeah. So, like... No, like, aloe vera is not going to make you feel better in this situation. Mm -hmm. The lidocaine's doing nothing. Like, now I'm more itchy, and I just feel like such a fucking dumbass. Like... (laughs) I'm going
0: to help this. I just made it worse. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like,
1: I, I never had a problem with lidocaine before, or, like, and I know this because of, I don't know what they actually inject you with when you get your cavities filled and stuff. Isn't it Novocaine? It's Novocaine, which is a type of cane, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, they're all like in the same family there. Yeah. Where, you know, there's lots of cane. So yeah. <laughs> when I, I know I told you this before, and I probably said this on the podcast before, but when I was pregnant, It was when you were doing my prenatal massages, but remember I had that, like, get part of my toenail removed, Mm -hmm. because there was, like, black spots, Mm -hmm. and they needed to be, like, checked for cancer, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And the um, the doctor who did that, you know, like, shot me up with a bunch of lidocaine, and then cut into my toe, and I was like, holy shit, like, I feel that, like, like, this is not okay. I feel like it is not numb at all, and he was like, oh, okay, well, and he put more and more and more in there, and nothing. He was like, okay, so we call this resistance to lidocaine. And yeah. I'm like, okay, like, what am I going to do? And he's yeah. like, oh, there's plenty of other types yeah. of things you can have. Like, yeah. he's like, but when you go to the dentist, like, you need to tell them that you're resistant to lidocaine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So then he told me, like, what he did use and what did work. And it was mm-hmm. another type of cane. Yeah. That was just fine. Yeah. I don't know. So now when I go to the dentist, I'm like, hey, like, you have to give me, like, a shit ton of it. And it's only going to work for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to give me a shit ton more. Or, like, give me something else. And yeah. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, how long have I known this? How old is Killian? It's been, like, what, almost eight years? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I just totally forgot and was yeah. like... I was just, like, so desperate that I was, yeah. like, give me the fucking light again so I can yeah. lather my face. But nope, it yeah. did nothing. Yeah. So, uh, two days later, it went away completely. Huh. Completely gone. It was just like,
0: I just needed to freak out for a second, and now we're fine. <laughs> you know? I
1: fly home. Two days later, it happens again. Huh. It didn't happen for as long. It was just... Like forty eight hours as opposed to like the three days or whatever it happened Mm -hmm. in Rhode Island, but like, yeah, what the fuck, man? (laughs) What is it? Like, clearly, I mean, I'm gonna be like, I'm having an allergy, but like, Benadryl would help that, you would think.
0: It sounds like
1: it's gotta be anxiety, right? Yeah.
0: What the fuck, body?
1: Like, like, can you stop with the fucking with me? Like, I get it. Some sort of (laughs)
0: other reaction to something. But what? Like, like, what? I
1: mean, just. I don't know like you think you, if it was like an allergy thing it wouldn't just be like from the neck up you know what I mean yeah it would affect other places or I don't know I, I really don't know I also couldn't tell you yeah like it just it doesn't make sense especially coming back that it happened again and then went away again yeah. like and you're
0: in a completely different environment now and right. less stressed out you know <laughs>
1: yeah like all, yeah. Of, all of it is so I mean my body has been a total mystery this last year or so okay but yeah it was just a big fuck you and then you know my brain went and forgot about my lidocaine resistance (laughs) and i just feel so stupid like anyway yeah i don't know i don't know it's all fine probably (laughs) so i'm not itchy anymore yay (laughs) so uh, thanks for listening to my bitching anyway (laughs) okay what was your generosity moment Um, Oh, God, sorry, that's my coaster stuck to my glasses. (laughs) Um,
0: so, (laughs) mine is not very exciting, but slightly irritating, so I Mm -hmm. went to go and, like, make a cake, right, Mm -hmm. which, so, somebody in my family is allergic to cinnamon, so, obviously, can't make anything with cinnamon in it, um, yeah. And one of the cakes that I make is a cinnamon roll cake, right? Well, so my family was getting together. This person wasn't going to be there. So I was like, I can make a cinnamon roll cake so people can eat it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. because it's not like, oh, well, now this person is here. So, like, can't be like, well, you can't have dessert, you know? <laughs> like, right, right, right. You know? And so I, like, set out some butter on the counter because it has to have, like, softened butter, right? So mm-hmm. room temperature. And I set it out, like, the night before. And I'm sitting there going, like, it's up on the counter at the very far back. Like, nobody's going to touch it. It'll be fine. Like... I don't think the dogs could even necessarily reach it if, I mean, maybe, but, like, would they try? I don't know. Yeah. And, like, Maisie's locked up at night, and, like, Hunter is passed out at night, you know, so, like, he's not gonna be crawling on the counters anyways, so, whatever. Um, I come out the next morning, and there are all these little fang marks in the butter stick from Steve (laughs) getting on the counter, and, like, chewing on the butter stick. He only, at least he only chewed on one, but I was just like, you little bastard. He in fact has gotten on the counters, not very, so it's interesting because when I was living in my apartment, he never got on the counters. Mm -hmm. When we were living in our other house, like he, I don't remember him every, he got on the kitchen table Mm -hmm. like once or twice, but like never in the kitchen. And, like, that's where all the exciting stuff... Oh, maybe he did it one time. I think he did it one time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, like, for some reason, and it might just be because it's a high place and it's away from Maisie, mm-hmm. he has decided the place that he likes to just hang out and lounge is on our freaking dining... Or not our dining room table, our kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that little, like... There's, like, a little island kind of seat thing that's, like, a lower yeah. counter. He, like hangs out on that, which is fine, because that's just, like, a landing place or stuff. We don't use that for, like, food or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, the little bastard hangs out, like, not very far away from the stove and, like, you know, where our paper towels go and, Mm -hmm. like, all that sort of stuff. And, like, my bad. That's where I decided to put the butter this time. And, like, he just was like, oh. Seems interesting. I'm gonna poke a bunch of holes in it with my teeth, you know? <laughs>
1: like. I just like every time you tell me anything about Steve, I just like I feel like I get this faraway look in my eyes, <laughs> like, And oh, I Steve. just like I just like he's just so endearing. Yeah. Like every time even if he does something like lame like this, he's just like, Oh, he's so cute.
0: <laughs> I mean he is. And he, he deserves that butter. So like yeah. he can't be
1: bothered to care, but yeah.
0: like this is not the first time he's done something like this, though. At one point, we... And, I mean, to be fair, like, our bad left, like, you know, those little, like, sausage containers that you, like, cut up and use with, like, cheese and crackers or I mean, whatever. Yeah, And it's, like, you know, it was, like, a holiday something or other. Like, there was a couple little pieces of sausage that got left on the counter, and, like, he got up there and, like, tore into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we know it was him because it had a bunch of little teeth marks in it again and mm-hmm. was, like, ripped apart and, like part of it was eaten, and, like, also kind of, like, half chewed on and mangled, and, yeah. like, if it was the dog, it would be gone, you totally. know? Like, yeah, right. It, like, they wouldn't have just, like, chewed on it and eaten half of a little piece of sausage, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this is not the first time he's done that, but, like, a stick of butter, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. love that cat. That was vaguely frustrating, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I love him, too, but it was just, like, he, he doesn't usually act up and do stupid stuff like that, but, like... The butter was too much for him to resist, apparently. I get it. Everyone <laughs> has
1: their moments with butter. You yeah. Know? I get it. I get it. At least he didn't like, you know, rub it all over his fur. You yeah. know what I mean? He and, wasn't yeah. like rolling in it or something. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a win. I and think. he
0: probably like didn't like the texture of the wax paper that surrounds oh, yeah. it and like kinda of bit into it a little bit and was like, eh, this isn't what I thought. You know, right, like, yeah. That's so <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Yeah, like, you could tell he, like, chewed on it a little bit and was like, mm, no, you know? Like, yeah.
1: And then moved on, but, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> little, little cute ass butt.
0: He's a little ass butt, but he is very cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love that cat. Me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. The word and is filled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review. I almost did it. Okay. (laughs) Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again.
0: Thank you.